and welcome to Put a Cork in It, hosted by yours truly, Monica Toby, someone who has zero credibility in the podcast world, but is trying to make it big. This podcast is for talking about everything under the sun with my friends, relationships, eating, working out, and really anything else you can think of. Please come along for the adventure that will probably make you laugh and cringe the entire time. All right, we are back again, you guys. I feel like I start every single podcast like that but it just feels kind of like my thing now like we're back but today I kind of had this feeling of it's officially summer the vibes are there to be honest I've been feeling the summer fling vibes not that I'm having a summer fling with anybody just to confirm but it's just like that aura of nothing to do just like free you don't know who you're gonna start talking to again like that whole vibe but obviously this podcast is not about um, summer flings again. So don't get worried. It's fine. Um, just excited to start the summer and to have a lot of cool new people on the cast this time around. Um, and so today I brought on my friend Chloe Wright, who, I mean, honestly, is just a hoot and a holler and talking to her is always entertaining. I never leave a conversation with Chloe feeling like, wow, that could have gone so much better. It's always hilarious and I love it. And so, yeah, I brought on Chloe today to talk about kind of what it's like to take a big risk post-grad and just kind of do it fearlessly and not really listen to other people's opinions of what you should do. And that's kind of why I brought her on. So how are you doing today? I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Literally the most honored and the most excited. Um, and I, my voice is hoarse, which is perfect. I feel like that really gives you a... Gives oh, you it a really does. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Chloe was recently in a kayaking accident, so let's all just be blessed that she could um, grace us with her presence today. <laughs> yeah, just pushing through. Pushing through. <laughs> I survived. Scraped by with my life. Quite literally scraped would be the verb I would use. Um, I just got the full story and it is traumatizing. And maybe if we have time, she can um, share that with us. Um, But in all seriousness, Chloe and I met my freshman year of college. And Chloe was kind of the girl that I looked at and was like, oh, this girl really knows how to do college. Um, (laughs) She's like outgoing and fun and I want to be like her when I become whatever, a sophomore in college. And so, yeah, I kind of knew Chloe from day one. And I like to say that I don't really remember necessarily the first time that we met in terms of like, my name is Chloe, my name is Monica. But I I remember. You do? Yes. It was after crew. Oh, yeah, it was. After the crew meeting. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so we met after a crew meeting. Yeah. And... But you were always just that person I saw around the education building, yeah. which is McGuffey for those Miami people. McGuff, good old McGuff. And just walking around every time I saw Chloe, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, you have that person in college that you're like, oh, yeah, we may not hang out at the time, but when I see you in the hallway, this is like high school. Um, when yes. I see you in the hallway, I'm like, oh, yeah, and just get excited, a hug, a little catch up. So that was definitely Chloe to me. Um, and she's just been a gem ever since, you know? Right back at you. Wow, thank you. Our little our little run-ins were always so fun. Always loved them. Yeah, okay, like I talked about kind of in a podcast ago, that doesn't make sense, Um, the last <laughs> podcast, is Chloe is definitely one of those people that fits the category of, you know, you haven't talked to them in forever, but it's the same vibe that it's always been, which, hashtag grateful for that, because man, <laughs> is it awkward when that doesn't happen, and you're like, you're right. 
yeah, don't have to right. talk to you anymore, which is really <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just not good with awkward. So always a struggle for me when that happens. But anywho, um, yeah, Chloe, why don't you tell us, kind of walk us through what did you do the year after you graduated? So you graduated two years ago. So one year ago. Oh, well, technically. 2019. Oh my gosh. You're right. You're right. Crazy. So one year ago. Oh, yes. Okay. One year ago. And tell us kind of what your plans were post-grad and then what you actually did this past year. It's a really great question. Um, So I actually went to Talawanda there in Oxford. um, And kind of once I went to Miami, I was like, okay, I'm staying forever. Like I found people that I really loved and I really, um, I led young life at, um, that high school at Talawanda. And so I just like had relationships and was like, okay, I'm staying forever. I was like the townie was never going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, great. I mean, like it was going to be awesome. And then in November of my senior year, it's so funny. I remember I was home for Thanksgiving break and talking to my sister and I was like, I think that I might want to move to New York City. And she was like, what? And I was like, I know. That's literally the opposite of Oxford, Ohio. Like, <laughs> like literally. Yeah, like, no, literally the opposite. <laughs> and so she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I think it would be really fun. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it would be fun. And so I kind of started praying through and, like, thinking about what that would look like and talking to some people that I really trusted. And everyone in my life was like, I think you should go for it. Like, if you have the desire, you should go for it. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to go for it. And so I started applying to schools um, and was just kind of, I wasn't, like, set. It wasn't, like, New York or nowhere, like, New York or bust. It was kind of, like, maybe New York. And so I got, I ended up getting, um, I actually got two jobs there. So I, like, had to say no to a job, which is also, like, a weird Okay, flex. Well, not trying to flex. I'm just saying, saying that was weird. Yeah, yeah. But the stats, Um, the stats were you flexing a little bit. The stats were I flexed. Okay, there you go. (laughs) So, yeah, it just felt like God was, like, really opening doors and just, like, making things happen. I wasn't trying to force it. I wasn't like, I have to go here. Yeah. And then I made it happen. It was like God very much was, like, orchestrating the whole thing and was like, here you go. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, And so I took a job in Manhattan um, and moved there in August of wow. 2019. And yeah. Yeah. So I and teach ninth grade English for those. Yeah. Of you. yeah I was about to say, tell for us. those of you who are wondering, I teach ninth grade English. And she's actually a hoot and a half. She's <laughs> actually really. the next wolf on wall street. Um, yeah. She's she's grinding it out, breaking the glass ceiling. You know that. Type yeah, of thing. I felt like I needed to clarify that I'm not like in. I'm just a teacher. <laughs> like if you picture Jess from New Girl, but instead of being in Portland, I am in New York City, and I don't live with three other men I met on Craigslist, but I do live with two girls that I met online. So that like, that is so accurate. Oh my gosh, yeah. you are Jess. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. She's my spirit animal, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay, yes. so first of all, Manhattan is obviously not the Bronx. Like, this is a nice correct. area to live. Is that correct? Yes. So I, so just like the, like, New York for dummies really quick is basically, like, the education system. I was living in New York, like, in Manhattan. I actually lived 
this is good. This is going to sound like a flex. It's really not supposed to be. I lived in Midtown on 50th Street, which is where Rockefeller is. Like, I was, like, three avenues over from Rockefeller Stop. and Radio City. So, like, when you walk out of my apartment and you turn left, you, like, see the Radio City sign, like, in the distance. Like, what? Yeah, so it's a really nice area where I live. And my school is also in Manhattan, but a lot of my students, I would say 90% came from the Bronx. Okay. So I was still interacting with a lot of that population, even though I didn't necessarily live there. Yeah. Okay, that's really important to know. Wow. So that's like a lot of, and as I'm understanding this, that's a lot of different cultures that kind of like, first of all, for those who've never been to Oxford, Ohio, we are talking... (laughs) One horse town, cornfields, you could do everything it has to offer in one day. Yes. Where yes. now Chloe is in New York where you cannot do anything. You you cannot do everything in New York in like a million years, okay? <laughs> so that's already crazy. But then having to bounce from like Manhattan to also, you know, appealing to kids who are not from Manhattan is like yeah. all this culture shock, I feel like. For sure. Yeah, it was a lot. Honestly... They say that moving to New York City is like moving to another country, and that is, like, very accurate. Like, often it felt like I wasn't even in America, except for that everyone spoke English. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I would never know that. I've only been to New York twice, and both were very touristy visits. Right. So I feel like I never even got the real taste of what it's actually like to live there. Um, So even within that... um, what was it actually like? Um, kind of sum up your experience maybe in what it was like socially interacting with people yeah. or like food or just like everyday things. Like what was your experience? Whatever you want to touch on is awesome. Yeah. So I would say that like, honestly, my favorite part about um, the whole experience Um, has been just calling New York City home. And so, like, I don't necessarily feel pressure to go out and, like, do all these crazy things. And I I get to just, like, come home to my apartment that's in midtown Manhattan and, like, live my life. And and I think that's really special, and I'll cherish that for a really long time uh, because I can always go back and visit and do the touristy stuff, but it's, like, going to my movie theater in my neighborhood that, like, I went to all the time because I love going to the movies. Or, like, um, there was a really good Mexican place, like, right across the street. Or getting to go to, like, Broadway shows that, like, you know, you don't necessarily get to go to all the time. Like, just doing all those... Like, I got to see... I got to see Seth Meyers live. I I got a ticket to his show. Um, And I got to sit in the fifth row. It was... I mean, it was amazing. J-Lo was the guest. I know you're all wondering. Shut up. Yeah, it was J-Lo. I know. I bet this was, like, a weeknight. I bet it wasn't even a weekend. It was. It was a Wednesday night. Yeah, exactly. This is a Wednesday night. Do you want to know what I do on Wednesday nights? Nothing, okay? Watch Netflix (laughs) or something. Like, this is ridiculous. Okay, here's what I will say, though. Like, those are highlights, Mon. Like, I feel like most nights... And, like, here's maybe, like, what we can go into is just this idea of, like, okay, those are the highlights, but it was really hard. Oh, absolutely. let's be real. I... Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I was so exhausted. First of all, I'm just here to say it. Your first year out of college is going to be maybe the hardest year of your life yet. (laughs) I'm not saying it doesn't get harder. I'm saying this is the hardest I've ever experienced. And I moved in high school and had really hard things happen. And this was the hardest. And so 
I feel like a lot of nights I, I was exhausted from teaching because I had never, I mean, this is my first like full time yeah. gig out of college, whatever. And so I'm exhausted. And so a lot of it was like, okay, yeah, most nights I come home and like literally watch TV for seven hours because I cannot move my body because I'm so tired emotionally, physically, like I just can't even get out of bed. Oh, yeah. And then there's other nights where I go see Seth Meyers and I feel like it was a really cool thing to learn the balance of like listening to my body and being like, okay, like I like you're going to push yourself a little bit and you don't want to get out of bed, but you're going to get out of bed. <laughs> and then other times being like, no, you know what? Like I had a hard week and so I'm just going to lay in bed and it's fine and I don't need to go, go, go all the time um, in a city that go, go, goes. So that's like very totally. contradictory. Um. That was an interesting thing to learn. And like, you know, I, it was just a really hard year and I don't think I realized how hard it was until classic. I'm bringing up counseling. I'm like the counseling queen at this point. Once I started going, (laughs) I'm never going back. I love it. And she, so like, I feel like once I, once I started sitting down with her, like my counselor, it was, I was like learning so much about how I dealt with the stress and I wouldn't have necessarily like, I mean, let's be real here. Like I had to go to the hospital at one point because I was having chest pain and I like thought I was dying. And they were like, have you had any big changes in your life? And I was like, are you kidding me? Yes. (laughs) And they're like, okay, well we think it's just anxiety. And I was like, okay, but I don't want to live with the chest pain. So can you figure it? Like, can we fix that? Like, hello. Hi friends. Can we just like, yes, everything's new, but can you fix it? Like, I don't understand. Right. Um, So it was like really hard, but also like, so fun too just so fun well and that's something that I feel like I'm really glad you brought that up is you probably as you're transitioning into something new you're not necessarily taking inventory of your mental health to the capacity you probably should have been because your first job is obviously like figuring all that out and then on top of it for people who are not in the education sphere um caring for other people as students and being such a prominent person in their lives is a huge, huge responsibility. And it does take a lot out of you, like um, Chloe said. And so the fact that that happened, honestly, to me makes so much sense because how could you possibly be taking care of yourself well in that moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, yeah, it was crazy. It was hard for sure. And I feel like some days I would literally leave school and like feel like a teenager because you're just around like I'm around 13 year olds all day. And then I had to be like, Chloe, you're not 13. You don't have to feel this way. Like you have the capacity to like leave that and like not feel that way. But it takes like like you're saying a lot of intentionality and you have to be like you have to pay a lot of attention to it. And I just wasn't good at that yet. And so it's been a process. It's still a process. Oh, Amen. Preach it. Say it louder for the people in the back, for sure. Um, I feel like my question stemming from that story is like, what, obviously counseling was a huge part of you moving forward from that moment, but what else did you find? Did you find like a better balance moving forward in living in New York? Yeah. So I think something that, um, I really learned, well, first of all, I went to the movies a lot because the movies was the only place that I didn't feel chest pain. It was very interesting. I would I go that. like three times a week. Yeah. I mean like, cause it would just be like, it would be like such a good release for me. Um, I do think some things helped me find balance. I think like in New York, 
you like our building closed at 3.15. So you like you had to leave, which was so helpful to me because I think I would have been really tempted to stay like yes. long hours. And so to get kicked out of school at 3.15 was like really helpful. Um, and I think something that like just speaking like about the first year of having a job, I feel like I went in with a lot of fear that I would lose my job. Um, and so that caused a lot of anxiety too, because I was like, I can't mess up. I need to keep my job. What would I do if I lost my job? Um, there was a lot of fear and anxiety surrounding that. And so school was a really stressful place, but then I was like also stressed out of like, it was just a lot of that. And so when I finally started going to counseling, she, I'll never forget like the first meeting we had, she talked about this idea of stewardship and how like, I didn't do anything to earn the job in the first place. Like the job was a gift from God that he gave me. And I, instead of being so scared that I would lose it when it wasn't mine to get or lose in the first place, if I just steward what he gave me and do the best that I can, um, because here's the truth. I could be the best teacher or the worst teacher and I could lose my job or I could keep my job. Like God could still take it away. Even if I was the best teacher at my school, Absolutely. let's just say it like he could take it. And when I realized that and decided to like, believe that and take, take God at his word, um, it really became this idea of stewardship. And so there was less, um, anxiety and more just like, I want to love the heck out of those kids and do the best job I can because God entrusted them to me for one year. Totally. And so, and so how can I do the best job that I can without being so terrified that it's going to be taken? And that really, that really changed the game for me. Um, And I think also learning that, like, I don't have to just like grin and bear it. I can like, I can be soft and tender with myself and what I'm feeling. And I don't have to just be like, this is hard, but I'm going to do it. Like, you know, I can stop and say like, okay, this is like too much. And I need to figure out like the next right move. Um, And so, yeah, I think, I think there were a lot of things that kind of helped, but um, for sure, this idea of stewardship really was a game changer for me. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you literally explained that so well. And I think you kind of hit on this thing that I know I felt as someone who's in college of, I don't, I think this is something that probably a lot of people can relate to, but when you think about your job after college, like you're not going to grad school, like you're going straight into some type of job, that feels really intimidating because you've never had a real job that was like, this isn't an internship, this isn't a one summer thing, like this is your job indefinitely. And that is a very stressful thing. And I know for me, I'd be like, yeah, I can't mess up. I can't get fired because you're kind of thinking the most extreme things. Because I know for me, like for your first job, I'm absorbing what I observe in movies of people going to their first job or TV shows or just things I'm making up in my head. Because I don't think a lot of people talk about what it's like your first year in the real world. That is my biggest complaint. I called like my friend who's like way older than me, my mentor. And I was like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you say, hey, you could do the best job you possibly could and it's still going to suck. It's just going to be terrible. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, why did no one warn me? And I remember having conversations with my friends who were in that same season of their first year in the real world and being like, nobody talks about how hard this is. Why? Why does no one talk about it? Like, I felt unprepared and I felt like it was just me. And that was the worst feeling. And and so knowing to check in on my newly graduated friends and just be like, hey, it's not just you and it's not because of you. It's literally just life. Like it's the cycle. You're like this little baby who's just getting kicked and, and hit on all the time because you're just little and it, life you don't know how to do life. Yeah. Truly, you just don't. And so, I don't know. I feel like I would just say, like, you have to have so much grace and patience for yourself and for your friends because your friendships are changing out of college because you live far away and they're having a really hard year, too. And so it's like, you know, that's really hard. Like, I remember probably the hardest time I had was – um I had a friend who was supposed to come in for my birthday so that I wouldn't be like alone, you know, because my birthday's in October. So it was like, I was still relatively new. I had a few friends, but like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so she was going to fly in and then she, there was a family emergency and she, she couldn't come. And like, no, like I was not mad at her. Like I was totally understood. I was like, you have to stay. But that was so hard. Like totally. It was because I love my birthday. If you don't love your birthday, I'm sorry. Bye. That's so lame. So true. Like, I love my birthday. And like in college, I had really, really firm college traditions and or call it birthday traditions. And so to then be there, it was a long weekend. I didn't have school on my birthday. I was literally alone. That was so hard. That was so hard. Oh, yeah. I cannot yeah. even imagine that, especially yeah. on the day that you're used to being with people as yeah. well. Yeah. I feel like something you said made me connect all these dots of when you're like, you're a little baby, you have no idea what you're doing. Everything's new. Okay. Let's take that back to like your first day of college. You have no yeah. idea what the heck you are doing. It's all new. You have to figure out how to live by yourself. You're done with your parents. Okay. That made it sound like they are gone forever. You're stepping away from your parents. Yeah. And then yeah. also looking forward, like, when you have your first kid or when you get married, like yes. these are all seasons that I think you kind of say, oh, you'll just know how to do it. Like yeah, everyone else figures it out. No one else is struggling. So like neither will you. And what a lie that is that everybody else is struggling in these new seasons of life, but no one's projecting that on social media. I will say that. Yeah. In recent years, it has become more of a fad, if you will, yeah. of sharing more of your hard for things sure. on social media. But for the most part, no one's saying, oh, yeah, post-grad is so hard. No, yeah. people are posting pictures with their coworkers, their new friends, yeah. and it's so easy to be like, wow, I am the only one who's freaking out about being done with college yeah. and stepping into a new space after four years of getting used mm -hmm. to my reality or if you didn't go to college like your years that were all leading up to you getting your real job like that was your old reality and this yeah. new reality is frightening you know and it can be exciting too but I think that it would be naive to not think about oh these are serious changes and I'm gonna have to be prepared for that yeah and I think too it's like Something that I wanted to be really intentional about, and I, I hope this is an encouragement, is like this idea of setting rhythms as a 23-year-old so that 
when I transition into God willing, right? Like being a wife one day or being a mom or whatever next like big life thing happens, I have rhythms and tools to make the transition easier. Like this is potentially your first and hardest like big transition from life. And so um, I remember like I sat down in my counselor's office and I was like, I want rhythms and, and, and like things that are going to set me up for success down the line. And I can say with certainty like that, that has happened and that I've grown so much in that. And so knowing that the next really hard transition is going to be still probably really hard, but like maybe just the teensy bit easier because I've done it before and I know that I can do it again and that I, that I have the tools and the resources to keep moving forward in a transition that feels really hard. That's literally huge. That's so important. And that's something I think is really good for me and anybody who's listening of, yeah, don't like, don't rush it. Take your time to talk to people about what are the things I need to know? What are things I need to watch for as I move on into this next chapter? Like, I don't think that's lame. I don't think that's weird. I think that is setting yourself up for success. I mean, even thinking about me, I think it's really easy to think about, oh, when I move to North Carolina, I'm going to make friends. Like, it's going to be fine. And I'm just going to, like you said, I'm going to power through. I'm going to chug through the hard moment. But eventually, I'll just, like, get to that sweet spot of feeling good about where I am. But, man, who knows how long that part is going to be where I am reflecting on, you know, whoa, I'm in a new city Mm -hmm. way far away from everything I knew you know I've been in Ohio my whole life um and I not in like a cynical way or a negative way but I think it's really important to you know look ahead and be like yeah hard moments will be a part of my transition Mm -hmm. um and I can plan for that and wow how awesome will it be if I just struggle for like a tiny bit of time and that's great but how well will I be if I've actually prepared and Mm -hmm. the hard times last longer than I thought, you know? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. 100%. So I just think that's so huge because yeah, just talking to everyone. I mean, I just graduated college. So this is my life right now of just everyone's so excited for your job and everyone's excited that you have a job and you don't want to bring up the fact that you're so excited, but you're also really terrified at the same time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I feel like I want to, wanted to reach out to you specifically because it's like you took a big risk of moving somewhere mm-hmm. far away from home. That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of other friends who are doing the same mm-hmm. thing. And I really wanted to put a candid conversation about it into yeah. the world so that people yeah. can actually um, feel like they aren't alone. Like you said, yeah. how paralyzing that probably was for you to feel like, oh, I'm the only one struggling. Yeah. Um, and I think too... There's this piece of, so like just a glimpse into my life, we talked earlier, but I'm actually moving back to Ohio in the fall. And I think that that was really hard for me to accept because I thought people would think I was weak or I had failed. And that's just not true. That's not true. Like, I think taking the risk is the win. And so I learned a lot and set rhythms in my life that will have changed the trajectory of where I'm going. And I didn't leave out of fear. I left because I don't have to grin and bear it all the time. And if it's, if it's really, really hard, you get to say like, I think I'm done with this for now. Like (laughs) it was great and it was really hard, but I I don't have to just 
sit there and and be like, okay, it'll be it'll be better soon. It'll be better soon. Like you can say like, mm, this is too much. It's too much. I have to go. And that doesn't mean it was a failure. That doesn't mean it wasn't worth it. That doesn't mean any of that. Um, and so I would also say like, yeah, you can take a risk and then it can not work out and you can be like, okay, it was fun, but I'm, I'm ready to go do something else. Yeah. And I remember when you told me that I was blown away by that because I think that's normally how people would see it. Oh, Chloe failed. Like she didn't stay in New York. And that's just, I also don't see it that way of just, no, you tried something new and then realized it wasn't the best for you. You told me yep. it was still so awesome and that if I asked you, like, oh, would you do it again? I feel like you would say, yeah. Oh, I would do it again, yes. Because yes. of all the things you learned and, like, yeah. would you say that it was worth it to go? Oh, my gosh. I – this is so funny. So I feel like God used New York in the most interesting way. Um, I think a lot of people would probably go and get really hard – and angry and cynical and leave angry and hard and cynical. And I feel like I came in really excited and went through the ringer and it was the hardest year of my life. And I'm actually leaving the most tender and healthy that I've ever felt in my entire life. And, and what a gift that is. Like, I don't know what I did to deserve that. I mean, it's really, <laughs> truly just like God's grace of using a city that should not have made me soft and, and gent whatever. And he did it because he works in like the biggest ways and, and supernaturally used that city to literally change my life. And so the fact that I will always get to call a little piece of it home and to, I, yeah, I'll never stop talking about how God used it. It, it was incredible. That, it is incredible. It's yeah. not over two more months in COVID. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Chloe is going back to New York to kind of, you know, tie things up with a bow um, mm -hmm. and kind of get closure from her living there experience, yeah. which I think is really smart to do and not leave it in a hurried fashion like you had yeah. to do as it is the yeah. um, central place for coronavirus right now in the U.S. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, and I think you're so smart for going back and obviously being safe, but like, right. obviously, you have to go back also to get your stuff. So sure. she's not just going back for kicks and giggles, people. Yeah. So no one, like, rip her to there's, shreds. There's things there, and I'll wear a mask. <laughs> Don't yeah. at me in the comments, people. I'll wear a mask. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love it. Um, yeah, I think that's huge. And just such good perspective of if you go somewhere, if you take a risk. I mean, this is good for my heart to be like, if I go to North Carolina and it doesn't work out, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And you I didn't don't, fail. Right. And I don't yeah. have to walk back with like my tail between my legs and be like, dang yeah. it, this is so embarrassing. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's not embarrassing. A, yeah. And I think about like, what if you didn't go to New York? Like guys, here's what I'll say. Chloe, as you can probably pick up on at this point in the podcast is hilarious amazing outgoing whatever eccentric but seeing her um at church like late in the or early in the second semester of college so maybe yeah, february. february yeah um so she'd been at new york you know for a while at this point um she did have a different vibe about her of she felt to me seemed way more confident in herself um and even in the midst of transition and things of am i gonna stay in new york am i not she just seemed so um, sure of herself and sure of what she was doing. And that wouldn't have happened without New York and the way yeah. that you were literally put in a position where you either, 
you know, grew into that or you didn't. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like, so cool for me to actually see talking to you of seeing that change of how New York kind of matured you, I feel like. For sure. For sure. Like I said, lots of sanctification happening. I'm kind of peaked. I'm yes. kind of peaked. So sanctification, give me man. a little bit of a break. Yes. Yeah, just getting better and better. That's all you can ask yes. for. Yes. Um, I made a joke, but I kind of want to wrap up with... Uh... <laughs> oh, I think also the main gist of this is take the risk. Chloe would say... Yes. Take it. Go Do for it. it. It's worth it. Um, if if God is God is calling you to that. If it's not the most like, irresponsible choice. My, yes. My favorite saying that my counselor said is it's a right or a left, not a right or a wrong, unless it's disobedient. Yeah. So do it if it's not disobedient. I love that. Oh, I like that. Ooh. Not right or wrong, right or left. I'm going to get yep. that like tattooed. Actually, tattooed. I'm not, but I do like it. Across your chest. <laughs> Loud and proud, sister. If you're going to do it, go I'm big. dead. Yeah. On my wedding day. Oh my gosh. Yes. Did you see in all of Monica's photos that tattoo on her chest? Amazing. Um, <laughs> oh um, so There's my makeup rap- for that. I'm just yeah, saying. I guess there is makeup for that, but it's just not the same. Okay. Um, okay. So to wrap this up, this is, I don't know where I'm going with this question. LOL. Okay. You, you look a little scared, but it's okay. Okay. Um, I made a joke to Chloe. I was like, yeah, so you're really going from, um, a certain type of like dating pool to a way better dating pool in Ohio. And obviously <laughs> I'm being sarcastic because yeah. New York is probably overflowing with amazing options. So in terms of like that part of your life, how do you feel entering back into like, you know, good old Ohio? I mean, you're moving somewhere that you haven't lived before. So in terms of like, not even dating really is not where I want to go with this, but how are you feeling in terms of building another life kind of in Ohio now? Uh, I'm so excited. I think... So I'm moving back to Oxford, which is a place that I lived for six years and literally love so much. Um, Almost exactly seven years after God kind of forced me there, like forced my family there in high school, I'm getting to choose it for myself. And that feels really beautiful and redemptive. And I'm very thankful for it. Um, I'm excited to be in Oxford as a young adult who isn't working three jobs and going to college (laughs) um, and to just like live my life. Um, I'm, I'm so excited. I think Oxford is a place that I always saw myself long term. And so I don't really know what God has for me, but, um, at least for the, for the near future, I'm excited to, um, be back and just to get a, like, I know it's not going to be the same rhythm that I had before, but I really loved my rhythm in Oxford. And so I'm excited to kind of get back to some of those, some of those things, just that like I don't know it'll be fun to go to places that I've just been going for six years and that yeah. feels so much like home um that feels really exciting and good and yet I'm also very sad to leave the city and so I'm just trying to feel sad when I feel sad and feel excited when I feel excited and kind of go with the flow yes and your feelings are valid thank yes. you and also the dating pool is small but God can <laughs> figure it out like I, I said dating that. is a lot of sanctification I don't think I'm really up for it right now but maybe in I don't know a year or two I'll I'll be ready okay but for all the men who are just like so into Chloe after this podcast so D- DM me and we'll get it going It'll DM be me. no <laughs> well don't DM me for me DM me for Chloe 
Okay, obviously oh, jokes. Goodness. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Um, Chloe, I appreciate you so much. And thank you for just, like, laying it all out there. Um, people respond well to vulnerability, and I appreciate you doing that in such a genuine way. Um, and just, like, taking the time to be on the cast. I mean, I feel... Seriously, in honor of my life. We'll never forget. <laughs> Guys, she's a who. Um, yeah, so I kind of faked everybody out and was like, yeah, I'm gonna have my family members on. And then we had Chloe, who is not my family member. But, um, as we move forward into the summer, definitely still be on the lookout for some family members. Um, we may bring around some pals. I'll just be honest, people are just coming randomly to mind of who I can have on the podcast. So we'll just have a mix up of young and old. I did ask my parents on a walk the other day. I said, would you guys be on it? My dad was thrilled. My mom said yes, very begrudgingly. So we will see how that goes. We'll get her on. I know we got some Jaquie fans out there, so we'll get her on. But um, yeah, Chloe, thanks for coming. Um, Mon, this is amazing. I'm so proud of you for going. Talk, Talk about taking a risk. This is amazing. Wow, thanks. It's been so Literally fun. amazing. Oh my gosh, let's just have you on every week. It. All right, cool. Okay, um, cool. <laughs> we will see you guys next Friday. Over and out. That's all I plan to do.